Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Jamie. Hi, I'm Randy. Hi, I'm Gabe. Uh, okay, so a lot, uh, again, another busy <laughs> week. Um, Can it just slow down already, please? <laughs> so the Indiana primary uh, on the Republican side came out mm-hmm. exactly as we expected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Trump crushed his opposition. By 15 points. Yeah. yeah. You know, Kasich, because he said for whatever stupid reason he wasn't going to campaign 9%. there. Got- Although, you know what? I think he would have got that regardless. Mm-hmm. Maybe not 9%, but he would have came in third. I mean, regardless. I, yeah. He didn't even win his hometown in Pennsylvania. That's true. That's like, up. <laughs> when the people uh, in your hometown don't even like you. Right. Oh. So, so, so after Indiana, then it became <laughs> obvious. for me. <laughs> <laughs> Just about. Yes. Uh, and so the, the night, Tuesday night, Cruz took to the stage... Very surprising. Uh, and mm-hmm. right before elbowing his wife in the face, announced <laughs> that he was indeed out of yeah out of it. He's done. Which that started was... all of the jokes about how he picked Carly Fiorina as his VP so that he had an expert in how to fire people. <laughs> yes, she was just running away for like five <laughs> seconds. I saw there were so many. I loved when a guy was like, uh, <laughs> it was a tweet. It said Ted Cruz, kids, I'm coming home. Kids, yeah. new phone, who it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were some pretty good bye-bye cruise yes. kind of tweets out there in the world. Yeah. That was and of one course, of people were like circling the letters of the little like headline. Uh-huh. So it spelled out Zodiac. Yeah, yeah that was hilarious. <laughs> you know, and then b- before he dropped out, there was the uh, the quick video of him and Carly trying to, here, give me your hand, trying oh, to like <laughs> raise their hands up. But uh-huh. before they did it, there was like, like all this flipping. Oh, like, uh-huh. What do we do? Yeah. <laughs> but you know what you know what I think is totally creepy about that? Uh-huh. Is it started out the reason yes. why it got weird is it didn't start here. It started with him starting to put his arm around her. Oh, like okay. you would your wife. Yeah. And she totally <laughs> reached behind her back and was like, like uh-uh. no, uh, yeah. no, dude. I am not going to yes. be embraced by you. <laughs> if you want to put your hands up, we could do that. And he couldn't take the hint. Yes. Yeah. And so then after he dropped out, he had a similar thing where he like kind of gave his wife a quick hug. And I think it was his dad that came over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and tried. Went, yeah. And his dad like grabbed both of them for like a family hug. Yeah. But like Cruz went in just for an individual hug and, yeah, whacked. and just totally punched her right in the face. It was, it was like he punched his wife and then and elbowed, elbowed her. her. Yeah. <laughs> was like, poof, poof. That was an awesome meme. It was. But, you know, I think it's totally emblematic of just how little, uh, just, he's so awkward. Yes. How yes. little confidence he has in his own body posture. Mm-hmm. He would be a terrible president. Yes. Which, fortunately, we don't have to worry about. Yeah. Of course, there yeah. is another one we have to worry about now, right. but, you know. Okay. Uh, so so that now was... he has plenty of time to go and, you know, play and hit with golf sticks. <laughs> and you throw out a ball at a basketball ring. Yeah, play, you know, play with the basketball ring. Um, he has a lot Just of time. so awkward. <laughs> yes. It wouldn't but even she... be that bad if he wasn't in Indiana <laughs> when he did the basketball ring thing. Exactly. I mean, right. basketball is like the lifeblood of the state. So to right. get mm-hmm. like basketball ring in Indiana, just really. Yeah. And he's not that old. I mean, Ted Cruz no, is like no. 44. So he's you can't young. blame this on kind of, you know, yeah. you know if Bernie Sanders was out there making mm-hmm. sort of awkward statements that weren't, you know, quite with whatever the newest lingo is, like basketball hoop. Uh, <laughs> then he could be like, oh, that's okay. New lingo. You know, he's an older it's, it's generation. Grandpa. Yeah, yeah, grandpa just does that. I mean, yes. he's a Gen Xer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though it's so surprising because he's like, what, a year apart from Marco Rubio? Yeah. Right. And yet looks like 20 years older. Like, yeah. what have you been doing? Uh-huh. Yeah. No, it's Mm-mm. just so incredibly awkward. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of a shame that we don't have him to kick around anymore. But Darn um, no. And so then Wednesday, uh, I was out in the middle of wilderness because I was chaperoning uh, some kids at camp. <laughs> uh, and of course, right at that moment, I get the text that Kasich is out too. 
So, and that was a huge surprise because yeah. the night before he's like, oh, I'm in. Cruz can do whatever he wants. We're going to California. We're staying in this till the end. And then the next yeah. day, yeah. I'm leaving. Yeah. Like, really? Well, they both were saying that, which I think is like why it's so surprising because it's like, at, I don't know. It, it seemed like at this point, why wait for Indiana? You could have just left like mm-hmm. states ago, many states ago, because you were already right. losing. And but I guess they feel like they made such a big like mm-hmm. we're gonna win Indiana, so now I'm gonna drop out. But mm-hmm. again, it's like neither one of y'all had a path to win anyway. No. So right. yeah, I think the writing on the wall was that with a win in Indiana, Trump was gonna hit the twelve whatever he needs, twelve sixty seven or whatever he needs, and therefore it wouldn't be a contested convention. So there's at right. that point yeah. no point. And yeah. The good news is that hopefully Cleveland won't burn now. For us Ohioans, you know. Good luck. <laughs> well, it's still Trump as the nominee, yeah. so I don't um, know. And a lot of people are still very upset about that. Yeah. The sane Republicans. Yeah, see, so the sane Republicans are upset about it. So, yes. like, I don't think that the sane Republicans would burn the city of Cleveland down. The Trump supporters yeah. would have if Trump didn't become president. So I think I think Cleveland right. is safer. So, well, he's not going to become president. I yeah. would do that if he if he didn't become yeah. the nominee. Uh-huh. Yes. He can be the nominee. He's not. And it's like <laughs> I saw someone the other day. Forget about all the terrible things he has said. I'm not going to vote for a celebrity apprentice <laughs> person. I'm not going to vote for a reality TV star to no. run my country. Like, no, that's stupid. Why, mm-hmm. why are we doing this? But yeah. apparently we are. And I think speaking of Cleveland, it'll be interesting to see, you know, that's going to be the biggest indicator of what sort of support he has yeah. for the party because mm-hmm. they've got four nights of primetime television mm-hmm. where they need to put yeah. people up on stage <laughs> to show who are the people actually backing this candidate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the people that vote in Republican primaries have overwhelmingly elected this guy. But who are the actual leaders of the party that are going to stand there alongside him? Mm-hmm. So Paul Ryan has said no. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't see it. Yeah. And you said the Bushes? Yeah, the Bushes, Papa and, and um, son, junior. both said juniors, both <laughs> said that um, they were not going to be campaigning for mm-hmm. Trump this year. Yeah. That they were going to stay, stay out of it. Many people have said, which, again, like, what does this even mean? That they're going to support him but not endorse him. Yeah. Like, well, I think that's where Paul Ryan is going to have to eventually, because he didn't say outright that he was never, ever going to support him. It was just like, you know, he needs to he needs to win my support and he doesn't have it yet. Yeah, because I think Paul Ryan's in the really, really bad position, along with Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell in the fact that, like, they need to hold on to their chambers. Yeah. Right. You know, if I was Rob Portman in Ohio, I'd be like scared crapless that this convention is happening in his backyard in Cleveland. Right. And mm-hmm. he's got a really tough race with Ted Strickland this year. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's gonna be really hard for a lot of those Congress and senators who, you know, need to win really tight races. Right. And need and that's that's something that's been really interesting to see out of a lot of the conservatives who say, I'm never gonna vote for Trump. But still go vote because everybody else beneath them needs your vote. Right, yeah. right. And is that really going to no, happen? No, because we, we saw that yeah, last year with exactly. Ed Fitzgerald. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. You have someone at the top of the ticket nobody likes or nobody yeah. knows. Right. Then it poisons everybody else down. Yeah. The, the people who always go to vote are still going to vote yeah. their party yeah. ticket. Mm-hmm. But the people that are on the fence on turnout mm-hmm. don't turn out. And the people that are regular voters don't become volunteers yeah. or donors. Yeah. And that's really that critical, you know, can you turn the corner? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, maybe a solid Republican mm-hmm. says, well, you know, I don't like this guy, but I'm a Republican voter. I'll vote. Yeah. The vote for your solid base isn't good enough. It really needs to be a vote plus a volunteer action or mm-hmm. a donation or both. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's what president, I mean, that's how president Obama really crushed it two elections in a row is Mm -hmm. he turns solid democratic voters into solid democratic volunteers. That's the reason why Obama for America is is still functioning Mm -hmm. as organizing for America because it was such a solid field effort. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think Hillary Clinton's campaign understands what that takes, Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, she she didn't win Indiana. Yeah. But I I'm not worried about how her campaign's going to do in the long mm-hmm. run because they know that you need to actually get people 
knocking mm-hmm. on doors, not exactly. just going to the polls. Yeah, exactly. and and she knows that she can't waste the money right now either. You right. know, Bernie Sanders spent six million or something like that dollars in Indiana right. to just barely win. I mean, they basically came out like, again, like in all these states, they basically came out with the pretty much equal number of delegates coming yeah. out. And in order for Bernie Sanders to actually win the nomination, he needs to win in landslides and all the rest of these states. Right. So, you know, he spent $6 million because he doesn't have to worry about a general election. Right. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, a miracle would have to occur in order for that to happen. But, you know, Hillary knows that she needs to hold on to that cash because she's going to need it to fight back the unlimited cash Trump has in self-financing himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is maybe the one thing they have going that they don't really need for the presidential election, their Republican donors to be really, really actively involved because Trump's you know, said that he doesn't want their money anyway. Exactly. Of course, they need it. They'll need even more of it for their Senate and congressional races now. Yes, but, yeah. So that'll yeah. be interesting to see. And, of course, Romney also said that he he reiterated his dislike of Trump and said that he would not be coming out. Romney mm-hmm. did. And just go back. I know you mentioned Rob Portman. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he declared himself off the table as a, a VP pick, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, on paper... Wouldn't be no. I mean, no. The, him the, or Kasich would be actually pretty good. Goes and picks another white dude. Like he's an <laughs> idiot. That is true. I mean, I think right now the most obvious bet is Chris Christie, good. and that's not I necessarily uh-huh. great for his strategy. I just no. think it's like the biggest name that's been attracted to his ticket. So I mean, uh-huh. you know, Chris Christie or Ben Carson's, and and Ben Carson is you know. An idiot. He's he's yes. he's yeah, the male equivalent of idiot as Trump is. Yeah. I think he's the male equivalent of Sarah Palin. Oh, yeah. You know, he's somebody who now has national name recognition and nothing more. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, he's also said that he actually wants to pick a Washington insider so that like he can maybe actually get something done, which is why I think Portman and Kasich kind of come up because they're mm-hmm. both although crazy conservatives and actual policy known in the policy world nationally as more moderate work thing out works things out kind of people. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that's why one of the reasons why Kasich and Portman get mentioned so often. Paul Ryan's also been mentioned and he of course said, hell no. Um, yeah. thank you very much. Um, Paul but, Ryan doesn't want it. You know, he could pick John Boehner, um, <laughs> which would be kind of insane. Um, I don't think, I don't think he would take it either. No. Uh, I don't know that he would, but I mean, Boehner's not doing anything. He's from Ohio. Mm-hmm. He's got national name recognition. He doesn't have good yeah. standing with the Republican Party because they no. just kind of gave him the boot. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's, you know, a definitive Washington insider. Mm-hmm. Um, I like him more now that it, people always like you more when you're out of office. Yeah. Sure. I mean, when you call Ted Cruz Lucifer in the yeah. flesh, I mean, here. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's that. Uh, there's the um, governor of uh, South Carolina, uh, Nikki, Nikki Haley. Haley. I mean, I, I could I think see there her are, as, a, as a woman. There are some I leaders in there. See her. Um, but, you know, I think the biggest question is who are the people, okay, he's looking for Washington insiders. Mm-hmm. Who are the people that if they chose to take that VP ticket, would not be sacrificing getting reelected yeah. to a seat. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. Portman was kind of a maybe because he would essentially be sacrificing his Senate seat. Mm-hmm. I mean, theoretically, he could stay on the ticket, but that wouldn't look very good. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, another Republican would come along. Uh, or, you know, Kasich would mm-hmm. get to to replace him with another Republican. So yeah. the party would be okay. On the other hand, Rob Portman would be out of a job. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to have to find somebody who's not up for re-election this year, um, you know, or or maybe for whatever reason is term limited. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's willing to you know go for a ride <laughs> on the Trump Basically, train. Basically, yeah. 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 Um, and then, you know, there is the other theory that Cruz and Kasich have dropped out because they're looking at 2020. They, mm-hmm. they know that this <laughs> ship has sunk. Yeah. And they're just like, well, if I save face and step out now, I've got, you know, pretty much as much national exposure as I can get four years mm-hmm. from now, mm-hmm. I might be a front runner. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think we do though risk falling into the same track that trap that Jeb and Cruz and everybody fell into if we don't actually consider this a serious election. Mm-hmm. You know, like every pundit on the planet said there was no way in hell Trump could get the nomination and look where we are. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I, this shouldn't be mm-hmm. a difficult race, but Trump defies every ounce of 
common knowledge and how things usually work. Or I mean, common sense. Or common yeah. sense or any of those things. I mean, to be able to win an election with zero field program. Right. You know, like, yeah. you know, like that's the cornerstone of any electoral campaign is door knocking and phone calling and all those things. And, mm-hmm. you know, he hasn't done it, hardly any of that. And look at where he is. So, you know, this is going to be a tough race. Like I've heard a lot of people joke, oh, it'll be easy. You know, Hillary's got it in the bag. Mm-hmm. No. Like the second we start talking about that, we lose yeah. hands down. So this is going to be a tough election and we're going to have to keep working. Yeah. And and make sure that we don't end up with the cruise. I mean, a Trump presidency cruise would have been just bad. Right. But yeah, that's. I really don't want to move to Canada, but I'm also right. not going to survive in a world with Trump as my president. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a tough election. It'll also be entertaining. Um, yes. Evidenced by the White House Correspondents <laughs> Dinner uh, that was uh, uh-huh. over the weekend, Nerd Prom. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, what'd you think? I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I love his video with John Boehner. <laughs> that was good. Um, talking about what he's going to do next, like when he's out of the White House, mm-hmm. and they watch Toy Story together. <laughs> and then he tried to tempt him with some camel cigarettes. Yeah. I thought that was terrible, Boehner but hilarious. The uh, smoke. <laughs> you know, I love the beginning of it when he's laying on the couch talking to Joe Biden, and mm-hmm. Biden is just polishing a pile of aviator sunglasses, yes. and he's just like, what about this one? What about this one? And they're all the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> just uh-huh. those Biden signature sunglasses. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was funny. I mean, it was hilarious in big, from beginning to end. I mean, the walkout song that, you know, played while he was walking, right, oh. as Obama was walking up, the, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, you know, in the light of Trump and everything else. Um, but yeah, it was it was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. The president was absolutely vicious to major news outlets. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> you know, he really, he slammed uh, CNN talking about how, you know, some people have left certain mm-hmm. networks and Jake Tapper uh, left journalism to join CNN. <laughs> I mean, that is just salt in the wound. Yes. Yeah, I was actually watching, streaming it on my phone as I rode the bus home from work the other day. And that was the one moment where I couldn't contain myself and I actually made it out loud noise on the bus <laughs> watching it. <laughs> because like you couldn't hear that and not go, ooh. Yeah. Like, yes. ow, that, that hurt a little bit. Ouch. Yeah, <laughs> and you could see it on his face. Um, and then, I mean, he also... <laughs> did they shut did they the camera to Jake Tapper. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and he's just oh, sitting yeah. there oh, just with this kind of mm, look on his face. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, he was he feeling the burn. True, Jake Tapper. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean and the president basically said that the only reason we have Donald Trump as the nominee right now is uh-huh. because of all the attention Tension? that the national yeah. media gave him. Mm-hmm. And you know, he made the joke. He's like, this guy's just out here to promote his hotels and now we're <laughs> trying to worry as to whether or not Cleveland's gonna make it through July. <laughs> yeah. And that was like the most truthful <laughs> statement of the night. This mm-hmm. guy is a showman. Yeah. He's a yeah. reality TV star. Like yeah. he wants to be since the 80s. He's been in freaking Domino's commercials, people. Yeah. <laughs> That's who you're going to vote to be your president? Like right. come on now. He, he he's not he's a, a he's a celebrity. Like yeah. why are we taking this guy seriously? He has nothing real to say. You try to ask him about what he's actually going to do, he has nothing to back it mm-hmm. up. Right. I mean, yeah, um, the president made a very good point. Like, what is Trump doing tonight at home tweeting to himself eating a Trump steak? Yeah. <laughs> like, probably. Did you see what he tweeted yesterday? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And someone made the point, and, uh, and next week he's going to treat out that um, he loves, he has a great relationship with the blacks because he ate watermelon on MLK oh. Boulevard. It, I <laughs> like, mean, it's almost that absurd. Yes. It, it, it was that absurd. Yeah. It was not almost. It was that absurd. Fake. It's like, oh, I'm eating Chipotle. I, I love Hispanics. Like, what the, What are you doing? So for people who didn't see it, look it up. Uh, Donald Trump tweeted that, uh, you know, he, happy Cinco de Mayo. And then he brags about how the best taco bowls oh. are available from the Trump grill. Yeah. And then he just ends it with, I love Hispanics. <laughs> like, who what? says that? Who says that? Someone who doesn't love Hispanic no, people, no, and, and wants I mean, you, and and it's now and knows that what he said in the past is so terrible, and now he's making like these. So it's like you would be better off if you just said nothing, right? Just say right. nothing, right? Because what you're doing is just making it worse. Yeah, you know, and so much of this campaign, it 
has focused on pandering to, uh, you know, specific communities of color. Mm-hmm. It, we've now got mm-hmm. a new term of hispandering. Yeah. Of pandering to Hispanic <laughs> uh-huh. communities. I had never heard that term. Which was a label put on, uh, I think, Hillary mm-hmm. at first. Mm-hmm. Hillary uh, and Marco Rubio, which, I mean, you know, he's got Cuban ancestry, yeah. so it's a little mm-hmm. bit more authentic there. Hillary, of course, they were talking about, you know, comments that she'd made. Mm-hmm. And then they accused her of pandering, pandering when uh, she got asked um, in New York City, what's the one thing that you always carry with oh, you? Oh, the breakfast and, mm-hmm. and she says, well, I've got hot sauce in my bag. Yeah. And even though Hillary's got, like, this huge record of loving hot peppers and uh-huh. spicy yeah. she's talked about yeah. it for years... Of People course, are like, oh it's going to be God, like, she says she has she's hot on a sauce. black radio station mm-hmm. yeah. talking about she has hot sauce in her bag. And so that gets like, labeled as yeah. pandering, which, you know, okay, you know, if you count it as pandering, that's fine, whatever. Yeah. But then for Donald Trump to say, happy Cinco de Mayo, I love Hispanics. After having said the worst things possible. Yes. Well, also just Latino immigrants, just the terminology in general. I mean, Cinco de Mayo, although is completely fake and U.S. made by beer companies to like get people drunk in the United States. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, we can talk about the racial overtones of that like all day long. But like Hispanic comes from like people who are on the island of Hispaniola, which Mm -hmm. is the Dominican Republic and Haiti. Right. It's not a. Broad, gen- I mean, it yeah. has become in some circles a more broad general term. But if you if you know, if you actually do love people with those kinds of ancestries, mm-hmm. you know that Latina, Latino, Hispanic, yeah. Mexican American are all very different, different. terms. Yeah. Right. So, like, you know, so we're celebrating a fake Mexican holiday by saying, I love Hispanics. Right. Yeah. A totally different part of the world, dude. Yes. Like. Right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Which just like takes the ridiculousness of that tweet like up to the even next right. level. Yeah, but I would love for anybody yeah. to ask Donald Trump, "Hey, what is Cinco de Mayo?" <laughs> you know, because people yeah. they always think it's Mexican independence. I'm like, yeah, it's closer not. to the Battle of Gettysburg. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it, it was a battle, the Battle of Puebla. And yes. it's fine if they want to celebrate that; it's a great holiday. But <clears> it just gets so twisted. Yeah. And I mean, this is. Like when Americans you look up pandering in the definition, yeah. yes, this is like you be said, they just see. use it as an excuse <laughs> to go drink margaritas and at a Mexican restaurant, uh-huh. like and eat Mexican food, which is probably just American food, like a taco bowl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I know, and it's like it's not even real Mexican. Like, like eat some tamales doing? or something. Like at least go slightly more like authentic in yeah. your food choice there too. But mm-hmm. fail, and fail, and a fail. A lot of people were saying that. <clears throat> They don't even serve taco bowls at the Trump Grill. Yeah, it was not the Trump Grill. They found it on the menu for just Cinco de Mayo <clears throat> and the Trump Cafe. There okay. are two different. Yeah, I guess okay. there's two. So, yeah, so he even, you know, tweeted out the wrong restaurant that he got his taco bowl because he didn't actually go down sure. to the Trump Cafe and get it. Of course, you know, yeah. his aide or assistant or lackey went down and It'll got it. get this it. for me so I can take a picture uh-huh. and then bring me back steak. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, back to the, the White House correspondence. <laughs> True. Little so segue. Segway yeah. on Trump, of course. So yeah, the president was pretty vicious towards him. Uh, and then Larry Wilmore took the stage. <laughs> you want to talk about Larry Wilmore? Larry Wilmore, I was watching it live that night. And, you know, I, if everything I felt, he was saying a lot of truths. He was. Capital T truths. <laughs> and when you say a lot of capital T truths, it makes people uncomfortable. It made mm-hmm. me uncomfortable <laughs> watching cause I, because I could feel through the TV screen that the right. people in the room were, like, so uncomfortable. Right. Even though, like I say, he was saying a lot of true stuff. But yeah. it was still, like, very uncomfortable yeah. to watch at times. Um, but I was saying earlier, you know, my favorite part was when he was talking about Bernie. I just thought that was hilarious. I think he was pretty nice to Bernie. I mean, yeah, he you was. know, he, he made a couple of Bernie jokes, made a couple of Hillary jokes, but those were okay. Yeah. Yeah. His first <laughs> campaign slogan is fire. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I just thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. So he was nice to Bernie. Um, did he talk about Trump? I can't remember. You know, honestly, the jokes from Larry Wilmore's bit that stood out the most in my mind were just how vicious he was to CNN and MSNBC. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yes. I mean, mm-hmm. making fun of Don Lemon, making fun of uh, Wolf Blitzer, and then the yeah. joke about how MSNBC, MSNBC stands for 
missing some numbers of black correspondents. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then it's just funny listing. It's true. Because oh, yeah. they actually have gotten rid of a lot of it's not just black correspondents, but you know, a lot of General, people of yeah. color mm-hmm. yeah. have dropped off from them. And then it's like a bunch of people I n- all of a sudden because of the campaign who have come up mm-hmm. and I've never heard of them before. No. Yeah. And they're on there all the time. Yeah. I mean, I, except Steve Kornacki, I love him, so they can have more of him. But yeah, they've yeah they've gotten rid of Melissa Harris Perry. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joy Reid is still on there, but they canceled Not her show. Nerd, yeah. it's like, they got rid of Al Sharpton shit. Well, it, he had a six o'clock show. Now it's like once a week at eight o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah, they got rid of Torrey. Um, yeah, they got rid of a lot of people. Jose yeah. Diaz Ballard, yeah, uh-huh. he's not on there. They got rid of Alex Wagner, who's mm-hmm. Burmese. Um, yeah, they got rid of a lot of people of color. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I mean, I I think he he was he was making a funny joke that has a lot of serious points behind yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that combined with how much the media has pandered to the Trump campaign. Mm-hmm. You know, I, they're yeah. very guilty. I mean, mm-hmm. every time you watch them, like he's the only person who, no matter what, every time he has a rally, they got to break and listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, why do you have to do that every right. time he speaks? You don't do it for everybody else. You and the first thing he says him. is he makes fun of the media back there on yeah. the platform. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, geez, if this guy's going to yell uh-huh. at you, why are you putting the cameras on him? Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, it was so ridiculous once I actually saw it. I think it was on CNN where, like, this was earlier in the campaign. So I think it was actually Rubio was actually talking. And there was an empty stage waiting for Trump to arrive. Right. And the big main screen screen was the empty stage and the little side screen with no sound was Marco Rubio talking. <laughs> yeah. I right. mean, it was more important for CNN to show a empty silent stage waiting for Trump than Marco Rubio actually giving a speech somewhere. Mhm. And that's why the winner is anyone not watching the Situation Room <laughs> with Will Fletcher. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh-huh. I think we've, we've been missing Jon Stewart for nine months. Mm-hmm. And he brought a lot of serious media criticism. Mm-hmm. And so I think this was kind of nine months of that just yeah, all exactly. being birthed out. Samantha Bee does a really yeah. good job, but she only comes on once a week. Right. Yeah, so she can't do enough. But yeah, I think she's the only one of like the either replacements for... John Stewart and Stephen Colbert or, you know, the general correspondents who have gone elsewhere. So they mm-hmm. feel like she's the only one that really is carrying on the true legacy of John Stewart and, yeah. and all the criticism and everything. Although it's funny, Stephen Colbert does a decent quantity of it still on um, The Late Show. So whatever it is. Yeah, it's a late show. It is late mm-hmm. show, yeah. yeah. You know, I've been really, it's been really interesting to watch because I thought it would be totally watered down and everything else, but, you know, the last... Uh, I think it's going to be watered down. His ratings apparently aren't that great. I think it's hilarious. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I think Colbert's having a tough time connecting with that sort of wider mm-hmm. audience. Yeah. So I think watered down is exactly the direction he's headed in. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, but it, it's been really funny. Because, you know, he's, you know... Uh, he's always been kind of more on the side of the Republicans. So he's had a lot more criticism of the Republican party. And right. he actually had a hilarious, but you should actually check it out um, on um, pretending to talk to God about the whole thing on the day after Cruz dropped out. It was, so I guess that was Wednesday. Yes. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yes. I didn't get to see it. I was in the wilderness <laughs> camping. Show it to you later. I'm sure it's on YouTube okay. somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Oh, the last thing, the controversial thing (laughs) that everyone's talking about, Larry Wilmore. So he ended with, well, his the first part of the ending I thought was great because you know he did all his whole spiel, and then he got serious and he was like, you know, growing up as you know a black boy in this country, it was a point where you know we didn't even have people didn't trust black quarterbacks, they didn't even trust a black man to lead a football team, and Mm -hmm. now we have a black man who can lead the free world. And I thought that was really heartfelt. Mm-hmm. And That was. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. And then he ended with, you know, he called Obama the N-word. He said, 
with an A. He ended it with a guh. <laughs> um, he said, you did it. Uh, which Obama, like, later they asked the White House, like, Obama was cool with it. Uh-huh. He was like, he appreciated his spirit. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, they cut to yeah. the president. I mean, he gave him, like, a fist bump back yeah. and gave, yeah. up, gave him a, you know, a big hug and a handshake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When are we ever going to get to say that again to the president? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a while. So, yeah. uh-huh. I mean... I thought it was funny. Um, I guess a lot of people were, like, uncomfortable by it and were like, you should know. I mean, it's a big debate, not just in this sense. I mean, Mm -hmm. it is a big debate among all people, among black people. I mean, so a lot of people feel like, like my mom, for instance, feel like you should never use that word ever. And growing up in her house, she was like, never use that word ever because it's a bad word. And it's, you know, been put on people to make them feel like less than human. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's kind of what I was going to say earlier. What I think is funny, because um, you said later, later, one more was like clarifying on a show and yes. saying, talk about the difference between ending it with ER and ending it with GA. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. And I, I feel like um, in the younger generation, there is a difference, which I thought was funny because he's older. Right. And, you know, he still was like, there's a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, some people feel like you should never use it. But I right. feel like, you know. Um, I mean, and if you're white, you shouldn't. Yes. No, if you're white, you shouldn't. <laughs> that's why you shouldn't make CPT time jokes. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was another hilarious thing yeah. the president did. That was awesome. Uh-huh. Um, but yes, you no people don't say it ever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess it depends on. You know right. how you feel about mm-hmm. it, your background, whatever. Yeah. Right. I, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Well, it goes to just the politics of identity and who gets a name. Yeah. And you know, if it's the community that wants to use that word mm-hmm. inside yeah. their community, then it's their decision to use that word. You know, the same exactly. kind of controversy conversation was happening in the LGBT community in the late 90s, early 2000s, around the use of the word queer. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. And, you know, and again, it was an older, younger split of, I remember when that word was used against me in really bad ways, so yeah. no, never, ever, ever, ever say that again. And the younger generation saying, we're it, taking, it, we're taking back. it back. Yeah. You know, I'm going to empower this word. I'm going to use it as a, hell yeah, I'm queer. Right. You know, you got a problem with that? Mm-hmm. And so it, it does really just go back to that politics of identity. And, you know, you get to decide what you get to be called. Yeah. Nobody yeah. else does. Exactly. Well, and I, I think it was funny because one of the <laughs> biggest, most vocal opponents of what Larry Wilmore said um, was some tweets by uh, a guy I saw on Twitter. You know, he was a black man. And I thought, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. he's offended. And then I looked, and I really see the CNN correspondent. Van I'm Jones. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. no, wait a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he was taking apart your network top to bottom, mm-hmm. so that might bias you a little bit it's here. Just a little. Um, but then, you know, the other the other part of it that got much less attention um, is uh, Larry Wilmar, you know, his thing on a show is, you know, when he asks your opinion, you either get a 100 or you oh, get yeah. weak to And he 100. says, I'm keeping this 100. <laughs> and he's, you know, the other part of the sentence is he said, yo, Barry, you did it. Yeah. I mean, it's been eight years of the, it's been almost eight mm-hmm. full years of the Obama presidency. This mm-hmm. has been a great presidency. And yeah. I think there there is a lot of, and it's going to grow throughout the rest of this year, of like, holy cow, you did it. And, you know, there was there was an episode of uh, the the sitcom Blackish, mm-hmm. and you know it was kind of a controversial one, and they were talking about Black Lives Matter, and then the one character expressed this thought that I think a lot of people have felt is, you keep waiting for the moment where the president's going to get shot. Yeah, I think everybody has assumed, you know, that there was going to be some screw up or that, you know, that there was yeah. going to be a serious assassination yeah. attempt, mm-hmm. and. I think there is kind of this sigh of relief of like, wow, we're making it to the end of these eight years. Yeah. And there hasn't been some giant scandal that's taken apart this administration. Uh-huh. And, you know, there hasn't been some tragedy mm-hmm. that's destroyed Even this administration. Even though they have tried. <laughs> they you know, have I, definitely I know not they have. for lack of trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you it know, is true. Yeah. I think there's a good amount of, you know, wow. 
you know, <laughs> he did it. Yeah. He's still alive eight years later. I mean, yeah. That's a exactly. realistic thing. You yeah. know, I think all of us did. I think all of us kind of thought, oh, crap, this is going to be a rocky road. And <laughs> right. Secret Service are going to have to be on I, their A game. And- <laughs> I was more worried, like, the first term. Like, after yeah. he got reelected the second time, I was like, okay, I guess, you know. Right. We, we made it through. We're good. <laughs> but, yeah, the first term I was, like, yes, feeling the same way. I was super nervous. But it is true because now he's going to be known as, you know, bringing health care. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be known as signing the Little Let Better Fair Pay Act. Um, so I, I really think that, uh, you know, in the history books years from now, uh, it'll be, mm-hmm. you know, just like George Bush will be seen as one of the worst. Yeah. Um, Barack Obama will be seen as one of the best. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really awesome thing. Um, and, you know, I think it's awesome that, we know, you know, we're following it with a woman. <laughs> right. You know, maybe next time we'll follow it with a black woman. Right. So, awesome. yes, I'm very happy. I'm, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great what he did. Uh, Larry Wilmore, so, yeah. And, I mean, uh, President Obama has been the most pro-choice president we've ever seen, Mm -hmm. you know, until the next president, whoever Mm -hmm. she may (laughs) be. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's move on uh, from national stuff to state stuff. There was uh, a hearing for one of these fetal tissue disposal Mm -hmm. bills. Uh, sponsor testimony, you were there, how'd it go? Well, you know, just to put this in perspective, we've talked about this a couple of times with two other bills, so, right. you know, not let's not just leave it as non-problem bills. has three yes, solutions. This, <laughs> this non-problem has three different bills mm-hmm. moving, actually moving through the legislature right now. So the two House bills are still waiting. They passed out of committee a couple of weeks ago. They're still waiting for a floor vote. It hasn't happened yet. So I guess maybe the Senate got antsy and impatient. Um So they started sponsor testimony on Senate Bill 254 this week, which was identical to House Bill 419 when they were both introduced, but now that's gone through a process and been amended. So, yeah, so this was, it would again require um, burial or cremation, require a form that a woman has to fill out saying that she wants it to be buried or cremated. Again, really just to shame women. Mm-hmm. Again, I mean, one of the people who testified in favor of the bill in the House was basically like, if they had told me, you know, if I had to sign this form and I really had to think about the fact that I was killing my baby, I wouldn't have had an abortion. I mean, that is what the point of this form is, is to really make sure that woman understands what she's doing right. rather than just trusting that that woman has made a thoughtful decision that's best for her and her family. Right. So you know, if you don't understand exactly what a, pres- a, a a pregnancy is, then the blame shouldn't be on your abortion provider. It should be whoever taught you sex <laughs> education uh-huh. yes. in mm-hmm. middle school. Yes, because yeah. that's when you should have mm-hmm. learned what a pregnancy is. Well, it's it's a common opinion too. I mean, it's ridiculous when. Um, Gabe will remember um, way, way, way back when when the heartbeat bill was brand new. They brought those two women in and did ultrasounds in the hearing room. Yes. It was horrendous. They, the women were treated as models. They weren't really introduced. The women never got to speak. It was just the insides of their uterus got put up on a screen. Right. And Wait, um, what, were they doing it live? Yes, they yeah. were doing it live. They did ultrasounds they in did the committee room. abdominal ultrasounds in the committee room. Like okay. a woman rolled her shirt up and her pants a little bit down, and they yeah. like put the jelly on, and they yeah. did the yeah in the hearing room and okay. on a projector, yeah. giant oh, projected on the wall. Thank God, I was thinking transactional. Oh no, they actually <laughs> did joke about that at one point in the in the hearing, like well, because they were having trouble. One of them was early on in their pregnancy, so they were having trouble seeing it because you wouldn't necessarily do an abdominal ultrasound at that point. And yeah. she's like, she kind of joked, "Well, we wouldn't do that here." Kind of like that if we could get away with it, we would, but. But um, yeah. but out in the hall that day, um, Mike Anadakis, the president, then the executive director of Higher Right to Life, actually like stopped Kelly in the hall to talk to her about it. And he's like, well, at least all these pro aborts are going to have to see an ultrasound. On that, like we haven't seen yeah, I mean, on that committee okay. is Nikki Antonio, who has given birth, was Heather Bischoff, who has given birth, John Carney, whose wife had given birth, like... These people know what's on an ultrasound. Like, it's right. not like we don't know what's on an ultrasound, and therefore it's the only reason we can Facebook. be pro-choice. You know, like, <laughs> we know what a pregnancy is, and we still make these decisions, and we still support access to abortion because we believe it's a fundamental right. It's not that we're stupid and uneducated. Seriously. And that's what they really believe. So, so yeah, these, these fetal tissue bills are not about disposing of fetal tissue. It's about shaming women. It's about closing down clinics. And it's about just more and more restrictions on abortion access. So... Mm-hmm. 
It'll be interesting to see if that was a one-off. We're going to be nice to Eager and allow him to do a sponsor testimony and not do anything else. I'm not really counting on that. Um, But we'll know later today whether that'll be back for proponent testimony last week, next week. I think the other thing that was really just made my mind just want to, my head want to explode was, you know, when he finished his testimony and opened up for questions, he, you know, the sponsor of this bill, who's, you know, supposed to be shepherding it through the process and knowing why they wrote it the way they were, you know, basically said, don't ask me technical questions. I'll be experts who come in, you know, in other hearings to, you know, answer your technical questions. Don't ask me technical questions about the bill because, you know, basically I have no idea what any of this is. Yeah, I'm just doing it because we need to respect the unborn. Yeah. So, so that was that. Okay, sounds like fun. Uh Um, And then uh, other legislation that's been uh, announced, I don't think yet introduced in the state legislature, um, is Representative John Becker looking to mimic uh, what North Carolina's already done to ban. Mm -hmm. Um, This just bans the existence of... Yeah, he, he hasn't really, yeah, yeah, he has, I mean, that's what he initially said. Like we're not but, banning the people, just the existence of a toilet that anybody's allowed to use. Yeah, so, so like you would never. public bathrooms? You would never be able yeah. to have a gender neutral bathroom in a public building. So like our one bathroom that we all share would be illegal. He's afraid of the toilet. <laughs> that's the only thing I can figure. Yeah, but. So, okay, I just want to be clear. <laughs> Like, I know, I know, Jamie, I'm trying uh-huh. to use logic exactly. for things that don't make sense. But so really what he's saying is, so we're not saying that like they did in North Carolina where it was like you have to go to the bathroom. They would be saying that, though. Oh, okay. Because they would be saying that the only bathrooms that are allowed to exist are a women's room and a men's room. And women go in the women's room and men go in the men's room. And is it classifying who is well, a woman we, and who is a man? We don't know that yet. So, you know, Becker announced this and got, understandably, a lot of pushback. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which he actually posted on his public Facebook page with the name and phone number of the person who wrote him the letter. Right. He did eventually retract that because he got yelled at by some of his people. But, I mean, he doxed a constituent. Yeah, he, yeah, he basically doxed mm-hmm. a constituent. Um but he's also been talking about how he actually met with Equality. There's actually a 10 TV article about how he met with Equality Ohio and two trans people yesterday. Um, and But at the end of it, he's like, we just have a fundamental disagreement. I believe that this bill is necessary, and they don't. Um, and so, yeah, he, he keeps talking about how his bill is going to really just address the fact that men may pretend to be trans in order to rape women in bathrooms. Who is that? No, <clears throat> nobody's doing that. Yeah. So he wants to address that, but he doesn't want to hurt actual trans people. And it's not like there's any physical barrier that keeps men in dresses and wigs out of women's rooms. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, well, there, Dave Dabemeyer, if he's standing outside of your women's bathroom, right? But yeah, yeah. So I mean, this this legislation is really stupid, uh, Uh and so was the reaction to it. Mm -hmm. So uh, one of uh, Ohio's uh, premier. Um, anti-choice <laughs> protesters has taken to videotaping inside Target stores, standing outside the yes. bathroom in case something happens. Uh-huh. He's basically yeah. just standing there with a the video camera. Yeah, he's got a sign that says, warning, men may be in women's room, and just stands outside of the bathroom. And he actually got kicked out of a Target closer to his house because he lives just outside of Columbus. Um, early, like last week or something like that, and has continued his protest and actually been joined by the Johnston family, which is another... Um, frequent protester outside of Planned Parenthood in Columbus. Mm -hmm. Um, They've got like 10 kids now and um, frequently bring the entire crew down Mm -hmm. to protest outside of the abortion clinic. Now they're bringing the whole crew to protest outside of Target. Um, And actually he's um, got a whole protectrestrooms.com website now and he's doing a whole like national protest of Target. Um, I think on Saturday he's planning on being outside of the one at Easton in Columbus. So, you know, if you wanted to go tell him how you felt about him. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's definitely, I mean, if you know anything about his history, this is a guy who in the nineties got fired from London high school as a football coach because the ACLU actually sued the high school because he was forcing his football players to pray mm-hmm. at a public school. Right. So, you know, he's, he's been around on these kinds of issues for a very long time mm-hmm. and basically has not been employable since then. So this is now his employment slash hobby to just harass people that he doesn't agree with. Right. Mm-hmm. He's, he has a record of discriminating, discriminating against people he doesn't like and then calling, you yeah. know, it discrimination when he mm-hmm. is told to stop. Exactly. Yes. 
Oy. Yeah, and he's loud, obnoxious, and just generally annoying. But, yeah, so it's it's been an interesting kind of pushback. I mean, the Department of Justice yesterday actually issued yes. a letter to North Carolina that said that the bill actually is against civil rights. Violating, and, the, yeah. violating the Civil Rights mm-hmm. Act, they're going to be um, in danger of losing federal school funding, billions of dollars to get yeah. federal school funding, because you've made this stupid bill that you don't need. Yeah. And it's like, and they're saying that five days was not long enough for them to decide what they should do next. Yet yeah, 12 hours was enough for them to introduce it and for it to get signed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and all this is just like on the surface, stupid, and then really, really dumb when you really start looking in on this. Like, yeah. bathrooms are not where women get raped, campuses are. Yeah. And you, women are much more likely to get raped, and children are much more likely to get sexually assaulted by, by somebody they know. know in their own yes. house. Right. So, you know, like, these are the issues. If you really cared about sexual assault and protecting women and children, and men yes. th- who are getting completely lost in this whole subject. I think one of the best things I saw on Facebook was, you know, now you're concerned about these, you know, predators going into the women's room with your women and children. They're in the men's room with your boys right now, and you don't seem to be giving a shit about that. Yeah. And so, like, really, this is all about impacting access to the right restroom for trans people and discriminating against trans people who are more likely to get murdered, more likely yes. to be assaulted. You know, they are much more likely to be assaulted than ever assault anyone else. And so... Exactly. We're f- doing nothing. They mm-hmm. get murdered, especially trans women of color, getting murdered yes. at ridiculous rates. But who gives a shit about that? Like, no. No. We're going to just actually put them in more risk by forcing them to go in the men's room to use yes. the restroom where they're more likely to get assaulted and more likely... They're more likely to get raped and assaulted and beat and killed. So, you know... This whole, I've seen a lot of actually rape crisis kind of programs and stuff across the country say, stop using us for this purpose. Like you're doing, you say you're helping us, but you're actually hurting us. So just stop. Mm -hmm. Stop using us for an excuse to be discriminatory jerks. Yeah. So on that note, there is actually a bill (laughs) that was introduced in Ohio, House Bill. um, No, you didn't write it down. It was five something. Um, Is it better? No, it's not. <laughs> it pretends to this be is better. Ohio game. Yeah. Stop being. And this silly. was introduced by a Republican, <laughs> so you can just kind of base Great. it off of that. So Rep- <laughs> Representative Bill Hayes introduced a non-discrimination bill. Okay. Uh-huh. So sounds good on the surface, uh-huh. but let's dig deeper. Let's dig deeper. So this discrimination bill number one only protects gay people. Not trans people. Mm-hmm. And as you just pointed out, the people who are most likely to get discriminated against and murdered and killed are trans people. Yeah. So it completely leaves trans people out because that's just too controversial right now is what he said. He purposely left them out because he didn't want to get into that controversy, that this that protecting gay people was more okay, so more accepted. So he was just going to stick with that. Okay. And then... <laughs> And then to make it a true compromise bill, in addition to protection and equal housing and employment, it left out, also left out um, public access. So like access to buildings and those kinds of things. So like it purposely leaves out all the bathroom stuff. So you don't have access to public accommodations. It's not protecting you on public accommodations, which is where the bathroom stuff comes in. And then to take it a step further, it actually includes a religious opt out for people who don't like gay marriage. So, so what? It, <laughs> so it allows if you don't want to do a gay marriage, you can just not do any marriages, even if marriages are part of your government do- job. So, so that would be Kim like Davis Kim Davis, ex- yeah. and basically you can keep your job, although you're not willing to mm-hmm. do it. But uh, there's something in it, and I haven't read it all. But there's something in it that says like all the way down to like Kim Davis level. If it's just like your signature on a form that you kind of have to do it, but like if you're the judge who has to like preside over the ceremony. That I mean, and it was that you can't not just do gay weddings. Like you had to say, I'm not going to do any weddings at all. But um, but it allows for that opt-out, and it allows for a bunch of other opt-outs for religious reasons and those kinds of things. So it's a discrimination bill that allows discrimination. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Only only Republicans in Ohio. For public officials. Yes. 
As Larry Wilmore would say, this is some weak tea. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is not keeping it 100. So um, Equality Ohio immediately came out very strongly against it and said they would never, ever support any bill that did not protect everybody, especially the most vulnerable members of the LGBT community. Um, the ACLU also came out um, and said that the bill was completely unacceptable. We agree that the bill is completely unacceptable. You need to protect everyone if you're going to protect somebody. Um so it'll be interesting to see if the bill does move um, without the support of the community. Um, hopefully it does not because it would do a lot more damage than, yeah. than actually protect people. So go Ohio, the, you know. Okay. Why are you telling public officials that it's okay <clears throat> for them not to do their job? If you don't want to do that, then don't be a public official. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if it conflicts with your... Then get go into another field. Get another job. Yep. Right. Don't say that it's okay for them to not... For them to be able to keep it. And our tax pay, taxes still have to pay them. Uh-huh. And they don't, and they don't want to do their job. Mm-hmm. That's not... I, I don't even understand why they... <laughs> and it's like, this is the party of personal responsibility, uh-huh. fiscal. You need to work if you want to eat. But... Unless you don't, unless you don't agree with that, then okay, we're still going to pay you, and you don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if a poor person had a moral obligation, a moral objection to a religious exemption, uh, exemption for you know filling out whatever paperwork they needed to for food stamps or WIC. The GOP would be just as you know up in on protecting their. We can all guess where that would be. Right. So, so that's really the Ohio update. Okay. Right now. So mm-hmm. you do legislation to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, you want to close us out? <laughs> <laughs> Give people some hope, some stuff Let's to do. Get it home. Yeah, I'm excited because we're going. It's summertime. It's nice outside now. And and the sun actually came out today. Yay! <laughs> There's this big ball of burning in the sky. I don't know what it is. What, what happened? Yeah, it rained through camp. We were uh, mucking sh- through. We, we oh, were actually discussing sucks. whether or yeah. not you were getting Ooh, poured yeah. on the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> the answer is so yes. So it's very nice outside. So it's officially festival season. Woo-hoo. Yay! So I'm really excited because I had a great time last year. I'd never gone to any of the prizes before. And so we're going again this year. Um, like I said, I had an awesome time. You guys will have an awesome time. Become sit at the booth with me. Um, so Dayton, we're going to be at Dayton Pride, June 4th. That's the first Saturday in June. Um, the second weekend is free. It's my birthday. Um, and then the third weekend is Columbus. Columbus. Also, no, sorry, no. Compass. So the second weekend is that Friday and Saturday is Columbus Pride. And then the last weekend in June is Comfest and Cincinnati Pride. Comfest is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then Cincinnati Pride is just that Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we'll be, we'll be all those places. So you can um, sign up um, or email me, volunteer at prochoiceohio.org. Um, if you're in any of those places and you want to come, and, you know, help me man the booth and talk to people and eat good food. Mm-hmm. And if you're in northern Ohio, Cleveland Pride actually got moved August because of the RNC. Mm-hmm. Republicans ruin everything. Right. <laughs> um, so that's actually going to be in August this year. Youngstown is in June. And I think Toledo's also in August, maybe even early September. So all those will be coming up later this summer. But Annie's mm-hmm. got a lot of Larchmere Perch Fest and things like that coming up, too. So if you're in northern Ohio, Toledo... Youngstown, Akron, Cleveland, email volunteer at ProChoiceOhio.org and we'll get you all those dates as well. Also, if there's like big festivals that are happening and, you know, uh, we try to get out to the other places that are not, you know, Cincinnati, Dayton, Cleveland, all those places. So if you're having an event in your town, it's a pretty big event and it's on the outskirts. Let us know Mm -hmm. about that and we'll try to come. Again, you can email me at volunteer at ProChoiceOhio.org about different events um, for the summer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Gabe. Uh, and then uh, the amplifier program uh, is going on. You can email me communications at prochoiceohio.org, uh, and I'll have a link to sign up for that in the show notes. Uh, if you want to get more training on how to submit effective letters to the editor, call in radio shows, um, really spread that ch- pro choice message to the smaller newspapers, mm-hmm. uh, the local radio that gets into your community. Uh, we want to give you some training and materials to get that done. So email me, communications at prochoiceohio.org, uh, or look for the link in the show notes uh, or the blog post on our blog. So with that, I think we'll wrap it mm-hmm. up and yep. see everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.